so Amanda Knox is on Joe Rogan this week. Did you see that? No. What? Why? What? Why any of that? Why? Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing and now you're trying to feed him your body. Thou fluid. shalt kill all of your Everybody's and a dog fish a tampon out of the garbage and write the Bible pages you can pretend like you will a dog. Wow. All right, Quinnies, here we go. Okay. Update episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Straight Up Evil. My name is Jocelyn. I'm the brunette. We've got Katie. She's the redhead. Hello. And we have Carly. She's the blonde. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by our lovely redhead who told us that maybe we should take a look back now that we've hit 100 episodes and update our audience on some of the cases that we've covered. So that's exactly what we're going to do. So thank you, Quinny, for coming up with this idea. So uh, we're going to talk about some of the bigger cases that we've covered. We're going to talk about some of the missing cases that we have updates on. So this is really exciting. Unfortunately, though, we are going to begin with Scott Peterson. Yes. I know. I just thought we would do him first and just get him out of the way. Get him out of the way. Scott Peterson. We have an update involving Scott Peterson. We did cover the murder of Lacey Peterson, Scott's pregnant wife, and his subsequent conviction for her murder on this show. It's a two-part series, so check out our back catalog if you want more information on that. So, uh, like we said, at the end of the Lacey Peterson series, Scott was sentenced to death in California and went to San Quentin where he remains. And on August 24th of 2020, so about a year ago, in a 7-0 decision, unanimous decision, the Supreme Court of California upheld his conviction for the murder of Lacey Peterson, but overturned his death penalty sentence. It's allowed in that state, but it's very rarely carried out. So the judge from his original murder trial died in 2008. But he was found by the Supreme Court of California to have allowed a juror to serve in that case who has since been accused of misconduct. And I can't quite remember her name, Rochelle, I think mm-hmm. it is. If you watch the any of the documentaries or movies or TV shows about Lacey Peterson's case, she's the redhead, but she's not natural redhead. She's like fire engine redhead. And she did say some pretty terrible, terrible stuff after they convicted. She was very eager to talk to the media. And she did say, like, I knew he was guilty and I was going to go in there and convict him no matter what. Not Yeah, a lot great. of people put her on the news and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because she yeah. was so willing to talk about it. Yeah, not great. This is the essence of most of his appeals for the last 15 years. He's been referencing this juror. So this is not a, this is an old strategy for his legal team. This is nothing new, no new information. I would like to point out that he is not asking for his conviction to be overturned because he's innocent. He is asking <laughs> to be overturned on a technicality. Yeah. Yep. That's, and that's not surprising. The way that our system works and that is fine, but it is important to note. 
he has always maintained his innocence, but we all know that that's not true. We said in our series on this case how thin that case was that the prosecution put up. All of the jurors, everybody knew about the case. Everybody knew what was going on. It was all over the news. We all remember it. Everybody walked in there with an opinion. I don't know if he could have gotten a fair trial anywhere in America at that time. Like without people who had already formed an opinion. So who even knows? But there were a lot of shenanigans that went down during that trial, if you'll remember. And Scott Peterson had Mark Garagos at the time who did his absolute best. And in certain instances was very, very compelling. And the prosecution did not put a good case on. However, he is 100% guilty. (laughs) And I encourage anyone who thinks that he is not to just read the trial transcript. It's all online. Watch any of the shows or documentaries about it and you will come to the same conclusion or listen to our show. It just wasn't. And you will immediately want to punch yourself in your own face. (laughs) Multiple times. Yeah, just it wasn't pled well in the state of California. Just wasn't. We expressed concern about what was going to happen to this case. It's happening. So his sentence has been overturned, but the conviction still stands. Six days ago, a judge in Stanislaus County in California California ruled that Scott Peterson must be resentenced immediately and set the date for resentencing for November 6th. She was apparently the news articles say that she was very irritated and she was like, this man is sitting in jail without a sentence. Like, how has this gone on for a year? He needs to be sentenced to life in prison in place of being sentenced to death. It's really not great (laughs) that the sentence was overturned and he's still serving and it's not defined. So she was working. It doesn't matter. He's not coming out, but like, would it still be convicted? Right. So you can stay convicted and wait to be sentenced for as long as it takes, basically. But she was basically like, no more of this. He he needs to be resentenced right away. She also included and she was she must have been pissed because every article mentions like how fucking serious she was about it. She said Peterson has been attending all of his hearings via Zoom and she doesn't appreciate that. He's been Zooming from San Quentin and she's like, no, no, no. He will be here in this room on November 6th to be resentenced. So I don't think we're going to see a lot of leniency from her. Like hell or high water, he's getting resentenced. Right. Now there's still the massive question over whether he will actually get the conviction overturned based on juror misconduct, because getting the sentence overturned is a big, he knocked down a big domino. On that. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big deal. So if the sentence was wrong, possibly the conviction could be wrong. This is not out of the realm of possibility. As sad as it is, like we said, it was not a well pleaded case. But you know, our hearts go out to Sharon Rocha, the rest of Lacey's family. Yes. You know, they have to turn on the news and hear about this asshole trying to get out on a technicality for the murder of his pregnant wife. For so long, he has just dragged them through this completely cowardly, never admitted to what he did. Yeah, our hearts go out to them. He will be resentenced. When he is, we will definitely report that to you. There is a possibility that he could get the conviction overturned. And that would be awful. I certainly hope that doesn't happen. Oh, my anxiety can't take it. I bit my lip the other day eating and it still hurts. And I'm pissed about that enough. Like enough of that. Yo, I did a similar thing, except I burnt my lip on a thing that you smoke. I burn my fucking mouth 24 oh, I do it all, all the time. time. I, I take can't. my coffee. I pour the coffee and take a sip of it. Yes, what am I doing? I burn, yes, every I do day. that a lot too. I every do that a lot day. too. What are you doing? You know I don't, this is hot. I have no patience. 
I have no patience. Exactly. <laughs> and then every single time you're like, damn it. Uh, so Carly is going to get into an update on the Vanessa Guillen case. Vanessa Guillen. Okay. This one. I just can't get over her case. I just can't. She was so beautiful. She was going places. And I'm sure everybody remembers her. She was a soldier at Fort Hood, Texas, who got killed by a fellow soldier who also killed himself. Six months ago, April 30th of this year, the army announced that they did find that Vanessa had been sexually harassed by a superior, but they denied that that superior was Robinson. The army concluded that Robinson, in fact, did not harass Vanessa at any point. Okay. But that they don't know what happened that day, obviously. Prior to that, they could not find any evidence of him harassing Vanessa at any point on or off the base. That is even scarier. Exactly. In a way. It is. But also I don't very believe convenient it. for yeah. Fort Hood because exactly. then they have no reason to have been aware that anything was going to happen. You took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly right. I'm like, that's really interesting that they can easily find that she was harassed by someone else who was her superior, but not the dude who actually murdered her. I wonder out if of that blue. superior is also Robinson's superior. They will not name that superior. So it wow. could very well have been, but they will strictly not mention who that person was. But they did state that person sexually harassed Vanessa on at least two separate occasions. And it was the same person. And that he was in her chain of command who had a leadership role over her in some way, but cannot release his name for a matter of privacy. And it's part of the investigation in the process. I don't like it. I don't like it either. They won't release names. They won't release how they're making it up. Yeah, it's very. It's deflection. It's deflection. It's deflecting from, there were a lot of shady things in that case. There were a lot of shady things in that case. And we talk about this a lot with these particular types of cases. Things seem to get either like swept under the rug or like covered up. And honestly, at this point, it's like, okay, first of all, I don't really believe you at all anyway, but let's even say that no, he Robinson never harassed her previously. It literally does not matter because either way, she should not have been able to have been murdered. You know what I mean? Like she was still murdered on a U.S. military base. Exactly. No matter what happened before. However, the person that they did find had sexually harassed her along with 20 others that weren't necessarily sexually harassing Vanessa, but had previous harassment issues or complaints by any other soldier are in the process of being quote held accountable whatever that really truly means and he did say that 11 of those people have been removed from their positions permanently and all 21 so the 20 plus the superior have what they call black marks on their records that stay with them but it's unclear whether the person that they find who had caressed Vanessa will be prosecuted at any point we don't even know so like, what is held accountable even really mean and the one that they any found, public scrutiny at all. The one that they found had harassed her could very well still be in the same position. We don't know if that's one of the ones that had been removed from their position. But like I said, the army concluded that Robinson technically, from what they found, did not harass Vanessa. But like her family said in an interview, like, so he can murder her, but like wouldn't harass her. 
sexually. Like that's below him, but he can like just straight up murder her. So a man named Chris Wecker, he's a former leader in the FBI who helped lead the independent review panel at Fort Hood, said that even though the command investigation found no evidence that Specialist Robinson harassed Vanessa, that's not to say that on the morning of her murder that he wasn't in the act of assaulting or harassing her. Absolutely. I totally of agree. Of course, he says. But prior to that, there's no evidence whatsoever that Specialist Robinson harassed her. What's the advantage of putting it on that day? Just that they would have no prior knowledge? Yeah, basically. But it doesn't even matter if they had prior knowledge. It happened uh, in a controlled, we did, we, right. we talked about this so much in this episode. How did they even get into that room? Right. Who, how did they keep anybody out of that room? How was there no camera in that room? Like wherever they were and who right. called her into work? Exactly. Was it that superior that was harassing her to begin with? You know? Yeah, it's sketch. It's, it's, all, clean. it's all not clean. However, they're just really trying to help her memory because on the eve of the one year anniversary of her murder, the army did dedicated a gate to her memory at Fort Hood. A gate that probably could have been closed when Robinson made his fucking escape in a fucking unpursued. Yeah, yes, pretty much. Exactly. exactly. That's infuriating. Like I see, like I see what they're trying to do, but no, that is I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's just, like, it I don't. Like it's just a public show. The littlest like, possible thing that they could is. possibly have done. Her fiance was interviewed recently. He like finally spoke about it, but he loves like seeing like her mural that's like downtown. He's like, that is what helps me like that sort of thing makes me feel like people actually cared and people actually remember her and people you know it's just a mural but still to see her shining face up there you know what I mean versus oh the army dedicated a gate however the the gate does lead the entrance leads to the third cavalry regiment which is the regiment where she used to work but a little bit of positivity is that there's the I am Vanessa Guillen Act. The proposed bill is going to be brought up soon for a vote in the U.S. House of Representatives. And hopefully that legislation would remove sexual assault and sexual harassment crimes out of the chain of command within the military. Love so it. That would be great. And there's another bill also would basically would change how a service member is prosecuted under the military justice systems. If they were to both be passed, that would be really great. What's going on with Sass Dog? Oh my God. She's still cooling her heels hanging nobody she won't talk to anybody she hasn't done shit that's crazy to me i can't believe she hasn't talked to anyone i I can't believe it like i wouldn't have surprised if there was a book out there you know or some bullshit honestly looking at the stars get the fuck out just looking at the stars just for (laughs) me i was like look at the stars do you see a constellation that resembles a fruit basket of any kind like is there a And she's like, and she's like, Uh, so I have an update on Faith Hedgepeth, the Faith Hedge, Faith (laughs) Everybody knows that the Faith Hedgepeth case has been popping off over the last couple of weeks, and it has been great to see all the people who have been like, oh my God. Finally, like something is finally moving in this case. We covered this case a little more recently than Lacey Peterson on Straight Up Evil. You can find that in our back catalog. We go way down the rabbit hole with that one. So we had a good time unpacking that puzzle. If you don't remember or you've never heard of her, Faith Hedgepeth was a 19-year-old indigenous woman and a student at UNC Chapel Hill. She was found dead in her apartment on September 7th of 2012. This case is just, it's been hotly debated online for years. Remains unsolved as far as we know. However, 
just a few weeks ago, September 16th, Chapel Hill police announced that they had arrested Miguel Enrique Salguero Oliveras. He's a 28-year-old male from the Chapel Hill area. He was charged with first-degree murder. So this is, we thought that we might see a manslaughter or a voluntary yeah. manslaughter or something here because there seemed to be a group atmosphere going on in this crime. Mm-hmm. This is a first-degree premeditated murder. It was sh- I was shocked by that. Yeah. The Chapel Hill DA announced recently that she will not seek the death penalty in this case, which is kind of surprising for North Carolina, Yeah, but also not because I guess she ran on a platform of criminal justice reform. Mm. So it might just be a campaign promises thing, really having yeah. nothing to do with, with the actual crime. A private investigator who's been working with Face Family spoke to the News and Observer in Chapel Hill, and he said he believes there are several more arrests coming. And if you listen to our coverage of this case, we all felt across the board that there's at least two people present. Yeah, there's, Faith died. Uh, there's a for few sure. people involved in that shit for sure. And he seems to corroborate that that there's going to be more, there, there are more arrests that are going to come out, which is really interesting to me because I would love to see how this fits in. As far as we know, this man is unknown to Faith Hedgepeth. He was right. not in her friend group. Right. He was not tangentially associated with anyone that she knew. This private investigator said that he knew of him, but he did not, like he was not part of a, you know, the short suspect list. Oh man, he's scary looking. He really is. It's not a dude that I would like to run into in a fucking situation. It's a huge dude. People were making a link between the club that they were at, that he was possibly on the list of the people who were at that club that night. Mm -hmm. And so that's why his name has been circulating around, but he's never been conclusively identified as a suspect. That That makes a lot of sense. Obviously, this is going to keep moving. We're going to keep learning things about him. We'll continue to follow this. Um, And we're yeah, again, we're just so grateful that this is actually moving forward. And we're going to see this. We're going to see this guy go to trial or at the very least admit what he did and hopefully implicate other people. And then we'll find out exactly what the hell happened. Exactly. I know we need answers. I got Summer Wells again, Summer Wells, five-year-old missing from her house in Tennessee. The case is still unsolved, but like us, there's been so many like true crime fans, armchair detectives have come in that they're super psyched to look into the case. However, they're just really not helping at all. Like they're really just causing major issues for this. Stirring the pot. <laughs> they're stirring the pot. There's like a Facebook group of thousands of members. There's web sleuths, Reddit everywhere. And the attention on the internet has basically fueled like numerous false leads and a lot of misinformation, which is getting, you know, obviously sent to the detectives and they're not getting anywhere and they're like basically like can you guys chill the fuck out in the meantime the family has had more issues come their way because in the this past july the end of july summer's three brothers were removed from their home i saw this so what happened with that they were removed by the by the department of social services i couldn't find the exact issue at hand but their father was donald wesley wales he was quoted saying the house was no longer safe he was hesitant to elaborate on the circumstances but he told the reporter he was speaking to he quote can't say a word because everything's so blown out of proportion it's unbelievable he said right now it's not safe at my house let's put it that way there's too much going on people are crazier than hell and right now it's just not safe at my house so that almost makes me feel like he's trying to place blame elsewhere and the property right. was super weird, right? The like I remember the picture, weird. the pictures of the mm. house are very odd. Yes. The whole setup is odd. It's kind of built into the side of a hill. So that makes right. me think of like structurally something it seems is to wrong. be like a rurally area as well. Yeah. So like we don't really know. 
Well, looking into that, I found out that, remember when we were talking about Summer Wells, she was not the only family member who had gone missing. Her aunt, her mother's sister had gone missing also. We'll come to find out at some point prior to the aunt going missing, she had had custody temporarily of Summer's brothers because there was an issue with the Department of Social Services against Candace, Summer, and the boy's mother which is her Holy sister. Holy shit. You've got to be kidding me. You're kidding me, Carly. Not kidding. This okay. is like some fucking, this is like some sharp object shit. Quinny's yes. like, yeah, this, this is crazy. Is, this case is really crazy. Yo, the CPS drama shit is fucking nuts too. So granted, when we were talking about Rosemary Bly, the aunt, it pointed to her husband, her new husband, right? Mm-hmm. But now with this thrown in, I don't know. I don't know. That is like a very interesting tidbit. Okay. It really is. And then we got to look at it from the other side. Right. And she now has lost four of her children. Right. Of course. Now that we would never want anyone. And her sister. And her sister. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's really because we don't know anything, but yeah, that does not add up. It's not looking great, Um, but apparently there are some amateur crime hunters that are apparently showing up at the house looking for info like guys never do do this. Never, ever, 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 ever do this. Says me who has repeatedly driven past Craig Freer's house, <laughs> but never, but you're never not going, going to the door. You're not going on the property. You're not like looking in windows. You're not searching no. their garbage. You know, don't come do this on. to people. It's, no. it's not okay. Don't. We all want summer to be found, but let's not. Um, but they did up the reward just as of two days ago, the 27th of September, the Summerwell's reward fund is now up to $40,000, And they're still taking donations. Like if you wanted to do such a thing and next week, the case will actually get a segment on the investigation discoveries, um, in pursuit with John Walsh. So she's going to be on there. Love that's, that pretty big, that's a pretty big, you know, yeah, a pretty big get to get, you know, for that. And they are going to be ha- um, having a candlelight vigil for summer on October 14th um, at the Crockett Springs Park in Rogersville, Tennessee. It just makes me so sad. She was only five. Um, yeah. But again, she's five years old, white female with blonde hair and blue eyes. She was about three feet tall, 40 pounds, missing from Rogersville, Tennessee. She went missing June 15th, 2021. Um, anyone with information, please call 1-800-TBI-FIND. I don't know, dude. CPS, get uh... Start don't twice. Please don't even get me started on this shit right now. Don't even get me started on the CPS shit. Unfortunately, I've heard too many times where it's like, yo, you should have called someone about that right. incident and you just let it go under the rug because they didn't, didn't want right. to get involved with family business. And that's right. Shit. That's out of right. Yeah, shit. that's true. For sure. That is so you true, know? Carly. Quinny, oh, I got an update on Harry Arias. Jewel on the Tierra of Arizona. Jordy, 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 Jordison. Jordy Arderson. Ari Arias. Jody Ari Arias. Ari Jarius. So we covered Jody Arias in a two-part series that was led by Katie. It's one of our most popular series that we've ever done. Um, It was very close to the time we covered Lacey Peterson. Check that out in our back catalog if you want more information. There's no way if you're listening to the show that you don't know about Jodi, but she is a 
a murderer, convicted murderer. She was convicted of murdering her sometime boyfriend, Travis Alexander, in cold blood after they had sex and while he was in the shower. Jody took pictures the entire time and then randomly put the camera in the washing machine. And shockingly, they tear the place apart when you commit a murder and they found it and they literally arrested her in almost no time. She has continued to maintain her innocence this whole time. Uh, There's a great interview where she's like, no jury will convict me. So she was convicted of murder and she is she's serving life in prison. She's an alien, man. Straight she's a up. lizard yeah. person. Straight up. And then recently she did some, there's some ID show that talks to her cellmate that's like, oh, Jody no. is, they're like, she's she does a lot of sexual flirting and she's full of hate. That's what they say. And we're like, okay, that's nothing that we didn't know about Jody. Yeah, that's exactly. Nothing that we didn't know. So the tiny little man that prosecuted her, Juan Martinez, he's like five feet tall. He's a little, little man. Um, He easily secured her conviction. He went up one side of her and down the other in trial. He did not give her an inch. He didn't play into her games and he got her convicted pretty, pretty easily. But unfortunately, it happens that he is total and complete scum. The Arizona Court of Appeals ruled that Jody will not get a new trial as a result of what has been called egregious misconduct on the part of Juan Martinez during her trial. He is currently facing several sexual misconduct allegations, which he continues to deny. There are stories from law clerks, from from administrative assistants, from even people who were personal assistants to him in his home about significant incidents of sexual misconduct and some sexual assaults. He denies all of it. You be careful, Quiddy. It's not good. The Court of Appeals, they're not going to hear Jody's appeal, okay, on the basis of this. She's trying to pull a real Scott Peterson here, Ooh. try to get out on the technicality. They, they didn't, wouldn't Shiesty. even hear the case. They didn't deny her appeal. They were just like, no, dismissed, not hearing it, no grounds. They didn't provide a reason, which just goes to show you how freaking guilty she is, dude. Right. Like, they are 100% certain. Steel jaw no- trap. No she question. did it. So for now, at least the world is a little safer because Jody Arias isn't out there doing God knows what in the night. Like Casey Anthony. <laughs> like Casey Anthony is. So yeah, Jody's in there and she's not coming out anytime soon. So even though her prosecutor is a total Ever. bastard, she right. really did do it. And uh, she's and, guilty as hell. Yeah, for sure. Um, we did a, a missing episode on Patrick Chapman a little while ago. He was 34 when he disappeared in Mill Springs, Missouri, May 10th, 2020. He was the guy who was hanging out at his friend's house and had stayed in their shed overnight. And there was an issue where he like ran inside and asked them for a gun. And then he went missing that morning when they left for work. Car was gone, the whole thing. They've, you know, still searched for him. They still have never heard from him. No debit card activity, nothing. Randomly, the homeowner, the friend where he had stayed over that night, she decided to just like give away all the clothes that he had had at their house and like his TV was given away. And the family was just kind of like weirded out by it. Like maybe offer them to the family. She didn't give it back to the family. She just ditched it. The TV may have been given to her own daughter it was just like weird yeah that's not good it just doesn't look good it just doesn't look great 
The case is still being worked on by the Wayne County Sheriff's Office. They're still in charge, but the Missouri State Highway Patrol is assisting them. And they, the family really would like the Missouri State to take over the case as they really it's, don't feel that. That's callous. Isn't it? Yeah. It's just yeah, cold. It's just give it away. Just, yeah. Not great. Without asking the family or something. Yeah. yeah. The reward for any information or for finding him is gone up from 3000 to 5000 which it's just not enough. You no. Know? It's great it's just, that it's gone up. But yeah, it's just people are pulling out all the stops that they can. He's the one who has the GoFundMe, right, for the private investigator from yes. his family, because yeah. because of their dissatisfaction with the with the police department. Right. Yeah, they're trying to crowdsource they're really the money, trying. and they really just don't feel like his case has gotten enough coverage, or it hasn't. It really hasn't. So mm-hmm. even the littlest that we can do and push it out there is great. But reminder, he is 34 years old when he went missing. He would now be 35. He is about five foot six, 160 pounds, possibly wearing a black and white pullover shirt, blue work pants, and black boots when he was last seen. Um, also a necklace with a wisdom tree on it. Uh, any information, call the Wayne County Sheriff's Department at 573-224-3219. What else you got, Carly? Are you going to tell us about Chad Guy and Lolo? Oh. I know. I want to, but I do. I know. Just for men. So Chad Daybell's five children broke their silence and were interviewed by CBS 48 Hours. To preface, in some respects, they are certainly victims here, right? Their mother has passed away. And they've also essentially lost their father, but they're truly backing him. Okay. This is like Michael Peterson's kids. It's, I don't get it. But also I feel like they're just under the same delusions that Chad is yeah. having. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, imagine if sure. Chad guy was your dad guy. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Fucking sad cry. So in the interview with 48 Hours, Emma, his his daughter, like is literally seen tromping across like in her boots where the spots where the children's bodies were found. Okay. On his estate. And her comment was that because her father was an experienced grave digger, which we spoke about. He was professional. She states that he most certainly would not have buried the children in shallow, unprofessional graves. So it couldn't have been him. I feel like that argument is flawed for a lot of reasons. I think it's complete and utter bullshit. So she basically said my dad would have done it better. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know. Like none of it. So now Chad guy, none of it makes mad cry. Also remember the point that the children had been killed, right? And therefore buried was the fact that they were zombies and that they were going to in death be released of that and God heaven, right? The newsletter that I that I follow about this whole case is a, an attorney named Lori who follows the case, right? And she was saying like, okay, but think about this. Why would he do like this professional grave if he thinks that their bodies are going to just immediately go up to heaven? Like you wouldn't need to totally. plus, like you said, he's doing it under the circumstances he's doing it he's not like trying to get a complete 90 degree angle and do whatever the fuck you know it just makes sense and like that's a real bullshit and very thin argument emma Mm -hmm. davel all the other children including emma insisted their father's innocent they are claiming that Lori and alex framed him that is not out of the realm of possibility and maybe a little preview into his defense exactly that's exactly what this attorney that I was reading about said the same thing. Like it would make perfect sense that that's what his defense would be. Even though up to this point, Chad and Lori are still providing a united front in some way or another. Right. Right. 
but she thinks it's only a matter of time before they turn on one another because it just makes the most sense legally wise legally yeah right. she's saying that Lori's defense would be that chad and alex deceived her by telling her the children were being hidden in a safe place so either way they're both trying to blame alex who can't defend himself because he's I just not around a quick question for carly our resident mother of two um <laughs> if your brother and the guy that you recently married without telling any of your family took your boys and said don't worry they're safe would that be the end of the conversation for you or nope. Great. not in any at any point makes absolutely no sense none of it Okay. And again, Alex can't defend anything. Not that he has anything to defend, but let's be real. So another weird thing about the interview that was brought up was some of like the conflicts about like previous public statements about Chad and the Tammy situation. Okay. So remember in Chad's letter about Tammy, the one where he goes on about how she's a great worker, but not like the love of his life or anything. Right. Yes. He claimed that he had woken up to find Tammy dead in their bed. She had a sweet smile on her face. Remember that? Right. Super happy to be dead. I remember. (laughs) His son Garth said he was home. He heard a thump, then heard his father calling for him. And when he rushed into their bedroom, he found his mother half off the bed and he helped his father put her body back on the bed. This is new information. Like why wow. would she get off the bed? Why what thump? What was there a thump? So he found her happy to be dead. And then he decided to push her right off just to make sure that she was actually passed. Then Emma goes on to say that she was there when Chad was arrested. Okay. And she sees him going back into the police car or whatever. And she is the one that later tells him that they find the children's bodies on the estate. But technically, Chad had left the property while the police were looking and digging there. And he was actually arrested down the road. And pictures that were taken of him being arrested on the side of the road, Emma is nowhere to be seen. So so she's not true. Nope. She's just living in fantasy land. Yeah. Same deal. Just saying whatever she needs to say. This is the thing with this whole freaking group of people. It is. It really, really is. And it's It's really interesting. Emma is now like the spokesperson for the family. And she's taken on a lot of Chad's responsibilities in the godly sense. Oh, really? She hasn't so far has come out to say that she has the same powers and gifts that Chad has looking into the veil and whatnot. But she's basically taken over that whole spiel as if all that wasn't enough. There's still obviously like multiple hearings. There was a status hearing on September 8th. Chad was actually there with his lawyers in that they were actually talking about the fact that Lori was still found incompetent. So the judge continued her commitment for an additional 180 days. She's going to play this up for as long as possible. Exactly. There was another hearing unexpectedly held on the 15th of September that was held in private and sealed. So we don't know the whole issue there. But the point of the hearing was that Lori is refusing medication that could restore her to competency. So the judge won't allow her to extend her treatment indefinitely while refusing the take the medication like at some point because that's found to be like the most effective treatment like he will order forced medication at some point but like it to me it's even interesting that they're allowing that to keep going this far you know they're gonna let her do this until they no longer let her do this like they're gonna let it play out and be like sure we've given you because they want to be able to say we've given you a year of psychiatric assistance and you are refusing help and there's you know 
Now we have to compel you because you have to go to trial because you are a literal murderer. Like they've already pushed it back another six months. And again, like we said before, I don't even necessarily how I know how I feel about the fucking competency bullshit. Anyway, no, like totally. I mean, she is. I mean, there's she's there's, delusional in a sense. A few, yeah, yeah but, there's some things missing there, but but come on, no, this you is, know, she like, can stand trial. And then lastly, we don't know for sure, but she had a different lawyer appear for her behalf named Jim Archibald. Mark Means was not there. And this could mean that he just had an obligation of some other kind and he couldn't reschedule, but like it also could very easily signal another change in her defense team. Yeah, this would be like, like the flies. third or something. Like that yeah, third or fourth. That's last. Yeah. Like, yeah. She can do no right in my eyes. It is. Exactly. It's so infuriating to think that you can just, it is so freaking difficult to prove that you're not mentally competent. It is such a high bar. And the fact that she thinks that she's going to run this, that she's just going to be like, oh, I'll just play, throw on the old, you know, whatever. We're, I'm at Frozen 2 in my mind forever. <laughs> like yeah. she just, she thinks that she's literally going to do a song and dance and she's going to she's going to get out of it. And I just can't even. Eventually Two she's kids gonna- are dead. She's going to eventually bat her eyelashes at another dude and get him to do her bidding just like previously. Not to mention the and fact that there's again actually again. people that suffer from real mental illness. Exactly. It's really hard to prove. So. It does speak to her guilt, Quinny's, and we know that anyway. But like, yeah. think about that, yes. though. If you're innocent, you want to go to trial because right. you want to clear your name because right. you want to get up there and if, even sometimes against your attorney's advice. Sit on the stand and say, I did not kill my children. She is doing everything to not do that. I mean, that tells you all that you really need to know about fucking Lolo. Exactly. It's all about her. Whatever Lolo wants. And then I was going to add Gabby, but there's no point because Gabby Petito is all over the place and everywhere updates. All dog, the bounty hunters. There. Okay, what is happening with fucking dogs? Oh, bounty hunter. I'm God, at the did gym. You read about it? I'm, I'm serious. I was at the gym and I see him up on <laughs> the screen called, and I'm like, is that fucking yeah, dog the bounty hunter? They called the police on him. They, they did. They called the police on him because you know why? Because he wouldn't stop knocking on the door and he but, told yeah. them that he knows that they have that they know shit he was yeah. like you guys know stuff yeah and you need to come forward and talk there's all these reports coming out people seeing him in random there's places which things. happens in all the yeah, shit it, unless he damn. had a place to go because we do hear those but, cases sometimes i can't remember what might have been case file might have been sword and scale from back in the day mm-hmm. and it was about a, a very very rich kid who killed his girlfriend told his parents and they chartered a plane for him and they did the whole thing. Does he come from money? Has anyone said if he comes from money? I mean, it doesn't seem to. It doesn't. I seem like just an average. Yeah. Right. Like looking at the house. I mean, I don't know. But then again, I haven't researched that. So there's actually no telling technically because. Yeah. The good thing about that case is that even though like we had talked about a little bit last week about like the white woman missing white woman syndrome or whatever gabby's case has done a couple things where one it's provided a lot of look into like van life and like traveling van life and like how it affects your mental health Mm. and like a lot of people are like looking into that like it's very isolating and it's a freeing type of lifestyle if you're up for that but also like you might need a little bit more support mentally hell yeah which is great talk about mental health as much as you can that's amazing but it also 
helped in some way solve another missing person's case for um, a missing man named Jelani Day, where unfortunately he was found and confirmed to have passed. Like they, there was a body that they had found like a couple months ago that they have now confirmed is Jelani Day. Mm. But Gabby's case being so everywhere forced, like people on TikTok were talking about him all over the place. Like social media in general was sending Jelani Day's information out everywhere, which helped get the confirmation Right. That it was him. So like, even yeah, though it that's wasn't good. a great resolution, it is at least an answer. Oh, where the fuck is he? I know. Florida is just pouring money into this fucking investigation. It's so insane. It's like, and they're still yeah, searching in Wyoming too. How long mm-hmm. is this going to fucking yeah. go on? I it's just so chair. hard for me to believe that he's, a, he is fooling everybody. And when this is all over the world, like where the shit could he be? That's the only thing that's holding me back from thinking a hundred percent he's alive is because exactly what you said. It's such a, you can't hide hugely... from anything anymore. You can't be anonymous anymore. Right. You can't use it. There's a closed circuit television in every fucking corner in the United States now. So like, it it's just... he's not completely unused to living off the grid. This is okay. true. You know, so there's that, but like, what vehicle is he living in? Like, you can't just live in any old vehicle. Like you have to have provisions. You have to have certain items in order to be able to live that type of lifestyle. I mean, he basically needs another identity. He's not Eric Rudolph. He didn't grow up learning how to do this shit. Exactly. So he, he's, he needs another identity. He needs a license and plates and all of these, like he needs all this shit that you have to have an identity for. Yeah. Which is why being in another country, Quinny, like you said, is not out of the fucking realm of possibility. Right. Wherever he is, I hope he's having a shitty, shitty time. The shittiest. Hope he's time. having a shitty ass time. Shitty ass fucking time. Shitty ass fucking time. Okay, Quinny. Yeah, I'm so excited to see you. Birthday Quinny. celebration. Uh, Very excited. Okay, and all Quinn. Love you. Love you too. Love Quinny. you, Quinnies. Bye.